hit record because last time I forgot to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird. I remember you commenting about mm-hmm. the record. <laughs> Sean, that That's is good. how clever I was where I complained to you about it recording yeah. and I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> yeah. We call that projection in the yeah. site. Yeah. It looks like San Francisco from there, bro. I know. It's a little bit well, overcast right now. Yeah. Is that what those clouds mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, um, our... <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> I know. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> okay. I know we're supposed to talk about fast food uh, delivery billionaires, but I think we also mm-hmm. need to talk about a billionaire that dropped out of Stanford that said other people should just drop out of college if they want to be billionaires. We got to do both of them. We can't just do one. I know. <laughs> Which so one do we start the t- with? The fact that well, the delivery companies lost fifteen billion. Okay, <laughs> so so the thing is, I mean, do you remember Kenny Rogers, the musician? Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah, know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. <laughs> I know this is like totally related to this topic kenny rogers is in every elevator in india as the music <laughs> but so think about it you're gambling when you open up something like that during covid they killed it uh, no pun intended mm-hmm. and then you gotta know so this is the mistake i made so my early 20s i'm maybe 22 or 23 years old and we have mm-hmm. a uh not really a manufacturing company we have a a company that buys pre-manufactured saunas and equipment and stuff. And then we put our stickers on it. It's called private Mm -hmm. labeling. But back then, nobody did private labeling. And then we sold them all over the United States and delivered them and and made an obscene amount of money. Mm -hmm. Guess what I never thought would happen? (laughs) That it would end. And guess what it did? It It ended. ended. (laughs) It's it's called a business. Yeah, it's called a business cycle. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, you have to learn that the hard way. Yeah. Would I like back some of the money that I pissed away? Yes. Did I have a hell of a good time? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't um, (laughs) just go, man. and, And, you know, you're talking billions now instead of millions back then. You know, just because you're able to scale something with technology so much quicker you know i didn't i didn't have that choice when we were younger but it's interesting that it's just the up and down of it all so are you familiar with the company canoe c-a-n-o-o i've heard about them okay you got to google it because our governor wants to put a bunch of money into them and they're going to supposedly build a place in prior oklahoma and uh, working with one of the tribes i can't remember which tribe it was to produce a this guy is the best salesman I've ever seen. But what he mm-hmm. keeps doing is pushing sales stuff and has never manufactured a car. Any oh, car that say can is <laughs> brilliant. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> but it's just right. So his stock started out at 10 bucks or 12 bucks. Um, you know, he sold, you know, sold it, did well, IPA, and now he's down to 50 cents. And but he'll come up with a new deal with some other country. U.S. Postal Service, all this bullshit, and it'll go up to 70 cents, back down to 50. Mm-hmm. The last person to make this much money off of salesmanship was John F. Kennedy's dad in the stock market. It's illegal here to do this shit. 
Yeah, I was trying so, to figure out. It, that's the guy who promised the electric vehicle manufacturing plant, yeah. right? In Oklahoma? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And since then, 10 other electric vehicle manufacturers have come forward because they're way easier to build. Mm -hmm. If you can find enough uh, parts for your batteries. It's it's yeah. but it's it's typical of what we run into here. You know, Panasonic was another company that was looking here. Well, if I can buy Panasonic batteries at the dollar store for a dollar twenty-five for eight of them, is that mm -hmm. really a company I should be investing in? When I know looking at it, that costs more than a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> so so the thing is, is food was gonna come and go, right? I mean, delivery mm -hmm. food. Because I will be honest with you, and I mean this, outside of pizza years ago, I never get food delivered, but I see the tax yep. revenues as the vice mayor of a city from mm -hmm. other people who have food delivered. It has gone down, but it's still substantial. Yeah, I think the lockdown so, was when it kind of like bubbled over with all the VCs it, running in to dump right. in money. And now that people can go out the mm -hmm. house, I think most of them just prefer going and getting their yeah. own shit. But there are still people who order i guess but well not like I, I find i find this entertaining to be on youtube and do this with you but i'd much rather go eat at a mexican restaurant and see whether we get put in the brown section or the white <laughs> section so we get shit to make fun of you know what i mean I, I mean it's a good it's a good second but it's not the real deal mm -hmm. i love going to indian restaurants and watch them look down on you for speaking british english <laughs> i love that <laughs> it makes me laugh <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure 90% of the time we get, we went to Indian restaurants, you came specifically just to see them make fun of me. <laughs> I did. Well, and usually you know which food was better at which place. So two reasons. I wanted the better food and I, yes, I wanted to make fun of you with them. And I, you know, I was always giving the waiter a little nod like, yes, he is an English prick, isn't he? He really is. <laughs> So the question is with those entrepreneurs, because in the tech sector, you want to build it and sell it off. Why did they not sell off? My only thing would be greed. The moment you realize that your company that you spent, say, 500 to a billion dollars on is all of a sudden worth like 10 and 12 billion. And your shares, which were worth like 200 million, are now worth like 3 billion. Right. You just hang on yeah. to it, seeing whether it hits five. <laughs> Yeah. It's more of that mentality of an addict and greed. <laughs> right. Well, and so what, what people in the crime business would say is, you know, you make enough money and you put it in a canister in your backyard. And, mm -hmm. and no matter what, you think that's enough. You know, whatever you thought was rich initially, you realize is not rich. It's just some money. And then so you're always digging a bigger hole is the joke. You know, is there ever a big enough hole to put all the cash in? Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. But isn't isn't that why the city of Vegas exists? Las Vegas exists because of this mentality. Mm -hmm. Is Vegas the one with the tagline city of dreams? get up and walk away dreams? from the table. <laughs> Broken dreams. <laughs> <laughs> mm. For people that have never been to Las Vegas, I've been to Las Vegas high, drunk, sober, <laughs> everything. I've been there a couple of times, but it's a blur. <laughs> I don't remember. Right. I, and, and it's on purpose. So you will keep gambling for God's sake. And so I don't gamble like normal people do. I do a different set of odds. 
So if you and I are next to each other at a table, I will profound you with the way that I do it. So if there's two people before us, like there's a person to your left, then you and then me, I'm watching to see whether both of you lose or not. Because if both mm -hmm. of you lost, the odds of me going up go drastically up. Yeah. I don't need to count cards. I can just look at odds of winning. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. The problem is back then I used to drink and maybe partake in a little bit of drugs and shit. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Or a medium amount of drugs and shit. But you got to mm -hmm. be able to get up from the table and leave. And that's the hardest part. <laughs> so I would say to all of those guys in the food delivery business, food delivery has been going on in every major city forever. It's not new, right? Mm -hmm. Here, I'm bringing my, taking my bread out. Um, so it's been happening forever. So you didn't create a new item. You just fit the demand at the time. Mm -hmm. You got to figure out a time to get out, brother. Like, like I really believe right now I'm 60 years old. Mm -hmm. I figure I have four or five decent years left in the restaurant business. And then every Saturday morning when I get up out of bed and my hip hurts and my knee hurts and all this other shit, I go, okay, maybe I got a good year. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I got a good year. And you got to. You know, man, think, just think about it on any business you've ever done. Tenny Rogers is right. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Man. You, you have ruined all the future elevator rides I will take in the city of Bangalore <laughs> because every fucking lift has that as their music. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> So is country music in general popular in India? Or just, it just... is. It's really weird, especially wow. in Bangalore. It has yeah. a lot to do with like uh, the people who grew up during the British times. Like they grew up right. on like John Denver and shit. So when you go to a karaoke wow. night, you will hear all the old country songs being sung at karaoke by wow. kids who are younger than me. And now wow, the weird part is like a lot of country songs would be sung and I'll just be sitting there and going like, I haven't even heard this song this many times in Oklahoma. Right. I hear it here right. once a fucking week. <laughs> Don't want it there. Right. Okay. Let's, um, let's talk about this other billionaire. I can't remember the guy's name, literally lecture circuit. And he's telling people to go ahead and drop out of college. So let me, let me give the background of this whole thing. So, 30 years ago, I'm waiting tables on this guy in my restaurant in Kansas City. It's a real small restaurant, so I actually used to wait tables there. And uh, and the guy leaves me a card, and he says, I hope you will consider Kansas City public schools. And I okay. look at the card after he leaves, and I remember him because it was such a weird thing to do. And I didn't know mm -hmm. who he was or anything. Next time he's in... Um, I said, hey, didn't you leave me that public schools card last year? I mean, last time you were in? And he goes, I did. And he, he said, you know, I noticed that you spoke Spanish, and I, I don't see that very much. And um, I just want you to consider a French immersion school for your kids. We have one in Kansas City, and I didn't even know we had one. I swear to God, no. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Total French immersion from the moment you go until the moment you leave. And... Uh, and I said, oh, God, because I thought you wanted me to consider the regular inner city public schools. I go, man, I'm not doing that stuff. And, and we mm -hmm. talked about it for a while. And, uh, and he goes, well, consider the French immersion. Do your kids hear you speak Spanish? And I go, oh, yeah, they, they all think I'm you know, just showing off and stuff. So I agree that I'll look into it because I, I didn't think it was a bad idea. But in the middle of America, nobody speaks French. So it's pointless. 
Spanish mm-hmm. immersion is what you actually need. But the reason behind all this is he t- tells me this story. He had gone to Harvard and uh, mm-hmm. and he goes, you know, we did a study at Harvard because we were talking about education. And I had told him how far I'd gone and schools I'd gone to and all this other stuff. But I did not graduate from college. I dropped out second semester, senior year. And he goes, oh, that's interesting as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, why is that? And he said, well, they did this study. And I don't remember whether he said Harvard or Yale. So nobody hold me to this. He said, and they they went back to the graduates and, and figured out, trying to figure out who made the most money, who was the most successful. Was it the A student, B student, C student, or D student? It was none of the above. It was the ones that dropped out. And I go, oh, just because they couldn't handle the rigor of day-to-day and being boxed in like that. And he goes, no, they were smart enough to get in the school, thought all of it was bullshit, and went out and did their own thing. I was like, okay, that's genius. And he goes, Right. Your kids will be smart enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, listening to you and watching you through, you know, back then it was just newspapers and stuff. He goes, more than likely, your kids could possibly get into a, a higher institution like that, but they yep. probably won't stay. And I thought that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. 30 years ago. So, yeah. So now Thanks. I would say to the billionaire from Stanford, fucker, you were smart enough to get in there. That's why you were able to do this. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Steve Jobs by any chance? Was it Jobs no, that dropped out? but he was the same thing, right, that dropped yeah. out. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the biggest thing he came up with, if anybody listens to one of his speeches, is he took classes at another school that he couldn't pay tuition for. So he would mm-hmm. just drop into the class. Instead of being a dropout, he was a drop-in. And he took yeah. calligraphy classes, and that's how he learned to do the font that Apple first came out with. And mm-hmm. so... I would never tell everybody to drop out of school. It worked for me at that time, but I had a restaurant to buy. I didn't, I didn't just drop out. I had a restaurant to buy. Yeah. You had some sort of plan right in place before you could figure out that. I don't know how how good the plan was, but you know, I I would never look college is fun. I don't know why anybody would miss it. I mean, that was four years of the hardest drinking I have ever done. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It was fun. It really was. <laughs> so how does that work over? In, I, and I really mean this. Do you do you know enough people still in India to get a feel for is that rebel thing popular or not? Like guys like, fuck it, I'm dropping out. And they drop out and then they do really well because it doesn't happen with everybody. It happens to like one in a hundred. To be honest with you, yeah. it has something where here we still like fetishize over people's education, which is very important in case you need to get into any sort of thing. But the way my family looked at it, they basically wanted me to have an education so that they always knew that I was going to do something weird on my own. But it was more of a fallback thing in case anything, in case I ever wanted to go get a nine to five or whatever the hell I was up to. So but there are not many people that I ever hear about who have dropped out and set up their own business. They would at least wait till they finish like a, a bachelor's degree before they go on and do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They like to have that little foundation before they go out and do right. things. Eh? So just for the record, I'd already been thrown out of four high schools and a couple of colleges. So it wasn't, let's be honest, school is not my thing. But that is why mm-hmm. I am a pro- proponent 
for schools and public schools. I really am an absolute proponent. Just because it didn't work out for me, it works out for the other 90, okay, 70%, you know, that, yeah. that take it seriously. And, uh, and so I always try to make sure that people understand. I read more books after I got out of school than I did when I was in school. And that's my fault. The education mm -hmm. was there. I literally, the, the finest education I believe you can get in America if you are not in that elite two or 3% is probably from the Catholic Jesuits. And they are mm -hmm. like the rebels of the Catholic church. What they want you to do is find a way to argue and win and fight and all this other stuff. And, and it was dynamite, but I was working full time at night. So I was sleeping through class, you know, but the education yeah. was good, you know, mm -hmm. but much like that asshole, you know, I, I was lucky to be in the right rooms, could shake the right hands, knew the right people. I, I had the easy role into, oh, accidental success, because it really wasn't accidental. <laughs> <laughs> and, but if I, if I was a young black kid from the inner city, I would not have had the same chances. I mean, let's, mm -hmm. let's be honest. So okay. I, I don't mind people saying shit like that, but I also think they need to preface it with a little bit of reality. <laughs> this is Did like I a reality bitter? check yeah. no, just a reality <laughs> check for everybody in case they've started dreaming Sean <laughs> exactly I really need to do that thing with you where uh, it was the the, um, the grumpy bartender shit yeah the grumpy bartender <laughs> thing where people pitch ideas to you and right. they figure out whether <laughs> like, okay but we can do it on we can do it on TikTok now Mm -hmm. I mean, the TikTok is designed for grumpy bartender. Yeah. Like, you know, we is, so, I think we used to call that uh, <laughs> Sean crushing people's dreams was the <laughs> PG version of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be willing to do that again. I am unfortunately full at this point. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I just don't have any time. Like I'm, yeah. like, I'm not exhausted right now because I just got up an hour. and uh, Well, I already walked the dog and did yoga and making bread, so that's not true. I've been up for a couple hours. <laughs> but uh, I'm just, man, dude, I'm crashing. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so I, for the audience members that, that listen in, so I'm, I'm, you know, caretaking for my wife, and that's, that's eating up what little time I had. But I also have to run her company. Mm. Crazy town. So it's, it's, it's uh, we'll see what I got left in me here. <laughs> when, when, when you talk to Kathy, tell her that a friend of mine who visited me from Korea took me to a place yeah. down the road where they had pizza with kimchi and sausage on it. It was yeah. absolutely delicious, Sean. I mean, Think about I'm... it. She had to come in from wow. South Korea to show me the restaurant. Down the road. In India. <laughs> uh -huh. Wow. Okay. So um, I was in Austin, Texas. And, mm -hmm. and I asked you about this because Indians were doing Indian food on pizza and yeah. I couldn't get to the place because it was like 55 miles away, but they advertised yeah. like they were in Austin. Very weird. Mm -hmm. um, and an Uber ride out there would have been about like 250 <laughs> bucks in Austin. But I really want to, I love the fact that people took that upon themselves. I, mm -hmm. Hell man, I think, I mean, so you get salty, spicy, kimchi, salty sausage. And sweet yeah. red sauce pizza, shit, I'm in. It's, I mean, like, I think the heating of the kimchi almost makes it sweet rather than the raw kimchi, which is oh, even really? better. Mm -hmm. 
That's interesting. I guess that makes sense because the syrup itself would. So I used to do um, bacon dipped in habanero pepper sugar to okay, crystallize. That, one. Mm-hmm. that was the hottest shit I've ever eaten. And I don't, so the sugar did something to it. Once again, I didn't go to that college to tell you why. <laughs> All I know is that shit was hot. <laughs> It used to be on the bacon sampler, right? I remember that one. Yep. You know your friends listening over there are like, I don't know if this guy's an idiot or a genius <laughs> or in between. <laughs> Sean, I like to preface it by saying idiotic genius. <laughs> there you go. I'll take that. Hey, man, I, even I would say that about me at this point in my life. All right, turning my bread one more time. I have to use a different oven this morning. So here's the, mm-hmm. the weird shit that happens to you when you bake every day. So I, I open up the oven and I'm like, that was not scalding enough to my face. That's my <laughs> thermometer. <laughs> and so, I don't know Sean, pilot light. Yes, go ahead. Do you think it's doing that every morning that has dampened the hairline? <laughs> this this hairline, I don't even know if we can call it a hairline anymore. It's all the way back to here. It's dreadful. Okay, hey, at how least much time do we looks, have? Because mm, yes. We are 18 minutes in. Okay, so we got how many? Minutes. Are we doing 20 or are we doing 30? We do 30, just 10 more minutes. Okay, all right. Go ahead and finish humiliating me about my lack of hairline, which I'm oh, unaware no. of. I was actually going to bring up that picture <laughs> of Trump at the courthouse where you could see the little parting uh, in between all of it. <laughs> you know, I as, l- he as long is... as you don't do that, I'm not going to say anything about you, Sean. <laughs> Donald Trump, for all of the terrible things he's done in his life, mm-hmm. what he made the biggest mistake about is underestimating well-educated black women, and mm. he is finding out the hard way that he should not have <laughs> underestimated well-educated black women because they're not okay. afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And everybody else in like in the in, in the white world, you would really and truly, I mean this, you have to gauge whether it's worth having a fight with this guy. How many yep. people are going to not do business with you? How many people are going to not talk to you? How many connections are you ruining for your children? That kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Well, well-educated black women live at a different level than that kind of worry where it's actually a badge of honor to take that dude down. And he doesn't understand it. And wow, I I do not see this working out well for him. It'll be awesome. It'll be like one of those rappers who recorded an album from the prison. (laughs) 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 That that would be like a campaign message. You know, you know, Donald Trump would have smuggled phones in prison and he would continue his campaign. Mm, I mean, oh, we sure. all know you can smuggle phones in prison. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Okay, um, before we go, so yesterday we're in chemo. So let me, I don't want to depress everybody with cancer, but some of this shit is funny. So you go into this room and there's 50 people in there. Everybody's hooked up to their stuff. It's straight out of a sci-fi movie. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the cancer patients don't make eye contact with you because they're just trying to, they're just just trudging through the day. They just don't want anybody bothering them. They don't want to bother anybody. And yesterday mm-hmm. I was in the joke making suite. Evidently there were like 10 people and it was, it was, it was the laughing and joking went on so long. My mouth was sore from laughing. Oh, wow. I was literally like, okay, I got to take a break from these guys. 
Yeah, it was it was interesting. The nervous dichotomy of where they were and what was going on, and and uh, and my wife said, "Why do you keep laughing?" And I said, "The only place I have seen people talk about Jesus this much is jail and the cancer ward. That's it." <laughs> mm-hmm. So I may have figured out why Mother Teresa did the stuff she did every day because at least people she was dealing with were focused on grasping at the positive, maybe not getting it, but grasping. So she got mm-hmm. to see that every day rather than listening to some asshole like me. Talk All me. Or <laughs> <Are> you right? <laughs> so I don't want to diminish anything I saw yesterday, mm-hmm. but I, I would still make that comparative either way you go. It's 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 fascinating to see. I mean, it really is fascinating to see. It's weird to be on my side of it, but it's fascinating to see. No, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I've actually been like back. This must be like 2016. One of my friends at the old company was diagnosed with cancer, so I used to go meet yeah. her there while she was doing her chemo. Oh. and she would hate it <laughs> if I showed up because I would make try to make her laugh, and she would be like in pain, <laughs> yelling at me. <laughs> but oh, also yeah. trying not to laugh because she's like, can you shut right. up? Some people take this seriously. <laughs> when there's, and you know, my thing is there's no reason to take it serious. I mean, it's mm-hmm. this, this stuff, it's, it, you're literally putting a bunch of shit in your body, hoping it will join yeah. your war in killing something because there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. You're looking for what are called genetic markers to say, Hey, this, <laughs> this army was better at killing this army, but not good at killing this army, but we're going to bring them anyway, just in case <laughs> it's, Mm -hmm. it's it's both i am always i i'm a lover of dark humor you're a lover of dark humor we get Mm -hmm. misread occasionally but um i love to see the humor in the fact that this is where we are nobody guesses that's where they're gonna end up right i think that's fair george Mm -hmm. carlin would do hours of material on you know you're hooked up to these five bags of all of this stuff, yet you wouldn't stop eating pizza or ice cream. <laughs> I know. Sean, the funniest thing that ever happened was once I got up to go somewhere. And like most people who were around there, like knew me by that point. So one guy is like, are you leaving? And I turned around and I wasn't thinking. And I just said, I hope to see you tomorrow. And he was like, fingers crossed, buddy, fingers crossed. I was like, hell yeah, that's the spirit. Okay, that's pretty good. That, that is actually pretty high quality there. Well, and they've got um, like a, a little cafe, for lack of a better word. And for mm-hmm. some reason or another, last week we get seated in the middle of where everybody walks through to go to the cafe. So it was like a night at work when I still had to go to work that night and I was tired by the end of the day of visiting with people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. So that's, I, and, and so, Hey, Oh, I've got a good thing. So moms for Liberty, make sure you Mm -hmm. hashtag moms for Liberty in this shit. So they are protesting a math book. I'm not kidding. A math book. So um, they get together a panel. Mm-hmm. PhDs, master's degree teachers, and they decide what will be the math books that the school, school, the state schools recommend to be purchased. And so they gave the recommendation to this crazy Nazi named Ryan Walters, um, and Ryan tossed out their recommendation. 
And I knew at the time it was going to be something weird. And so some lady filed a formal complaint from Moms for Labor Day, which is like 15 Karens trying to still be relevant out of high school, you know, back when they were cute. Mm -hmm. And so on Friday, they are coming in to protest, essentially, against all of the educated people that chose the book. So I, I got my screenshots yesterday of what they were saying is social emotional learning. I mean this. You can't make this shit up. That's what they're protesting. Well, and Sean, in it the book, sounds like they just made it up. <laughs> Whatever they did. Well, <laughs> social emotional learning. You know what social emotional learning was when I was a kid? You got the beat, shit beat out of you when you did something stupid. You learned so I social do that emotion, socially. Social emotional <laughs> learning was guys who... <laughs> When we thought of something, we would shut up because we have been punched in the face once. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So in the in the book, so on math lessons, they try to teach you to work with a partner. Like, what's the best way to talk to your partner? Is this good? And I was like, God, why didn't anybody say that to us? Because all we did is cuss at him and punch him. I mean, mm -hmm. really and truly, I'm in an elite Catholic private school, and there were fistfights every fucking day. Every single day. We couldn't be behave ourselves if we had to mm -hmm. and and i look at this and go oh, that would have been smart to possibly learn that there was another way you know yep. it wasn't it wasn't any i was expecting it to be some lgbtqia stuff i was black white brown yellow red you know <laughs> Man, no it was polite how to do polite interaction working in a group so basically they're protesting group math work together or something okay. like that and you and I both know why do Asians do better than everybody else in school? Because they will work in groups. Mm -hmm. You know who does the worst? Everybody else that won't work in groups. So we are moving away from the one strategy that you mm -hmm. know works. Yep, Sean, I'll tell you, when I was finishing my master's from UCO, I would come home yeah. because we had some late night classes. I would get home at like 9.30 at night there were two of right. my roommates, one from Malaysia and one from China. So when I opened the living room, there would be almost eight kids, like all foreign right. students, sitting there yeah. and finishing all their math homework when I walk in. Right. So you can and, you can find out from the other person instead of calling your teacher who is not going to call you back. Right. Yeah. And they all like graduated with like really good GPAs. Right. Okay. So I'm at boarding school and I don't know you're not supposed to have study groups. Literally, mm -hmm. the only white guy that is not, I'm going to do it on my own, man, because that's the only <laughs> thing that works, self-sufficiency, this bullshit. So my roommate mm -hmm. is from Mexico City. The guy next door to us from a place called Tabasco in Mexico, out of Venezuelan, and then this farm kid from, I can't even remember the name of the damn town, but I, in Missouri, they had a huge, gigantic farm. That mm -hmm. was our study group. And now we didn't have any... Um, because we had a bunch of, of Asians from different countries that were older students, like sophomore, junior, seniors. I was a freshman. So it was predominantly, uh, predominantly Mexico and Central and South America. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. We worked together on all this stuff. That's why I speak Spanish. I, I do yeah. not understand trying to keep this idea that self-sufficiency works. If you go to a tap to get some water, mm -hmm that shows you that self-sufficiency doesn't work. Otherwise you would have had to walk to the river, hope there isn't a dead cow up the road that mm -hmm. leaked into the river that makes you sick. About 50 other assholes 
did some work so you could go to the tap, turn it on, and get relatively clean water. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> so I'm formulating my argument for Friday, and I think that's the way I go about it as we talk about study yeah. groups and how they work and why they're successful. And why are you, why is Karen here telling us we can't have a study group? So can, use your use your tap experiment your tap example, but mention to them that it requires government infrastructure. It requires a fucking plant that purifies the water. Brilliant. It requires a plumber right. to install the fucking tap. Unless you went and did it yourself, you need an upstream manufacturing chain that has actually manufactured a tap that fits this stupid pipe. All of that shit goes in. <laughs> and if you don't get along with them, they don't send you the equipment first. <laughs> yeah, I mean relationships are real and, and you know i used to hate it when people said that because i didn't really understand what the word meant because i grew up in in a time where everything was about um were you good for your word did what you say turn out to be accurate were you able to finish things that you said you would um mm -hmm. so i i didn't understand those were all relationships and i did just didn't know that's what they were called because we didn't use those words so, yeah i had to learn <laughs> you with me or did you You're, freeze? I'm with you. For a moment, we were you both froze frozen. there for a second. Okay. Yeah. So what I was saying on that one is I didn't understand what the term relationship meant. But I also was so stupid that when my dad said, grab me a couple of screws, I didn't know that meant couple like two. Like two people were a couple. A couple mm -hmm. of screws was two. So I'd bring back like four and he'd go. I said I wanted a couple, and I go, I know. And he just go, I don't even know what to say to you. But I just didn't, you know, I, I, you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> I was bizarrely stupid as a kid, and then would test. Like, we do those stupid Iowa basic tests. I would test off the charts, and they'd mm -hmm. go, how is this possible? Oh, <laughs> Sean, and I really never Vic, cheated because, you know, you couldn't see the dots on the next guy's paper. Yes. Mm -hmm. I said, what? now that we're almost at the end of the show, I wanted to tell you. Uh -oh. this. I, I, so, is there going back? Yeah. I think so. But did you hear an ambulance in the background? Like the sirens for an ambulance? No, I did Did you not. hear them? Okay. Were they coming so to get one me? Time, no. no, there was one time where I was sitting at a traffic jam where I hadn't moved in 30 minutes, and in front of me, there was an ambulance just stuck there. And all of a sudden, oh, no. he turned off He turned off the siren and the lights, and I looked at my friend, and I was like, dead. <laughs> just dead in <laughs> traffic. <laughs> that's when, that's, it's a whole new word for killer traffic today. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's brutal. All right, man. Take us out of here, my friend. That was Sean Cummings making his bread as usual and me yep. telling him dark shitty jokes as usual That's right. <laughs> all right buddy moms for liberty make sure you tag them i will see you my friend will do all right <laughs>